So our guest in the studio uh, with us this evening is John Hornbeck. He's a local attorney born and raised in St. Petersburg, Florida. Oh, wow. Native Floridian and a native St. Pete. What? Okay, what are we? Are we Burger. Sa- you're a burger. Yeah. All right. Uh, a St. Petean? <laughs> I think they just call us burgers. Just burgers. All right. And you are running for city council district one. That's correct. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. And you uh, you listen to The Bone. I do. Oh, that's a good sign. That is a good sign. I am new to St. Pete. I've been here, uh, well, actually in St. Pete about two years. And lately, I've been interested in the politics of, uh, of St. Pete. And I'm just wondering, because I'm registered to vote here, and I'm, you know, last time I was voting, I was voting in Tampa. But now that I'm here, I'm just trying to get acclimated with the direction that the city's trying to go. So I guess that's my first question for you, right? Like, I want to know what is your vision for St. Pete? We got a lot of exciting things going on. Uh, In 2015, the New York Times released an article, 52 must-go places before you die. And it was Paris, London, Tokyo, and St. Pete, Florida was on that list for our uh, restaurants and art scene. So one of the things I believe that makes St. Pete so unique is our focus on small and local businesses. Yes. Okay, that is definitely one of the things um, that separates St. Pete. Every uh, There's a big effort for local. Yes. I like local. I like the fact that I can go to a different non-chain restaurant every time I go out and never get tired of it. Just unique things that make St. Pete a special place. Um, and I, was, I was on your website, votehornbeck.com. That, that's the website. And, well, it says here, I, I want to get this out of the way because we're watching, we're watching the Rays. You're a big Rays fan. I am. And um, you have plans for the Rays? I mean, what are your thoughts when it comes to we're here and we might be going to Canada half of the year? <laughs> Great question, SBK. Right now, I believe that the Rays have been a financial impact to us and i want to keep them in st pete as so long as they continue to be a positive financial decision i'm not going to fight to keep the rays in st pete just because i'm a fan i got to make that clear it needs to be to the benefit of the city the citizens of the city of st pete all right so um yeah they're down 4-1 in the second um i was telling i was saying at the beginning of the show that it's okay for people to become bandwagon fans. I, <laughs> I moved here from Orlando about five years ago, but even in Orlando, I always rooted for the Rays. I'd like to see them stay in St. Pete, and and I hope that does work. You know, like you said, if it's financially feasible, what does St. Pete look like without the Rays? I think we'd do just fine without the Rays. There was a time, maybe ten or fifteen years ago, to be honest, we needed them more than we need them now. St. Pete will do well independent of the Rays, but it's still in our best interest to keep them. The last study that was done in 2008 said the Rays bring in between 100 to $200 million every year. So I don't want to see that money go. But I also don't think we need to bend over backwards for them and create a 50, new 50,000-seat stadium when right now our attendance is a hair over 15,000. What I'd like to see, SBK, mm-hmm. is from move them off the chop site, bring them down to Alang Field, retrofit that maybe 20,000 seat stadium and that frees up that Tropicana site for a world-class convention center, some affordable housing and different business opportunities. Okay. All right. Um, our, our guest is uh, uh, John Hornbeck. He is running for city council district one. Um, one thing that I know that I'm aware of now that I live in St. Pete, the sewage issues. Um, 
I hear they dump a lot of sewage in the bay. I don't know if that is that a thing. I mean, it, it, it is, and unfortunately, you know, we we can point fingers all day long, but instead of looking at the rear view mirror, we need to look through the windshield. What are we going to do next? And we've tagged $326 million to fix our infrastructure. It's not the sexiest way to use money, but it's a vital investment. I mean, SBK, think about this way. You're a family that lives in Michigan and you want to take a go to the East Coast for vacation. Right. You're thinking about Myrtle Beach or St. Pete Beach. And you've been seeing on TV that we've been dumping raw sewage, 200 million gallons of sewage into our bay and flesh-eating bacteria. Where are you going to spend your tourist dollars? You're probably going to go to Myrtle Beach. Yeah, but we got to put it somewhere, right? <laughs> we need to We need to get it. I, I just don't like I live. I live in downtown St. Pete, and I live close to uh, Vinoy Park area, that old northeast kind of area. And, uh, yeah, I um, sometimes you're riding around there, and there's a stench. Makes me pedal faster on my bike, but... <laughs> I'm I'm concerned about you, you know you're not really concerned about the environment until it like really affects you and you can't even be outside and you can't enjoy it. Um, also, I want to talk about you said you mentioned affordable housing. If if you ask ten people in the city of St. Pete what's the biggest issue, nine of ten will say it's affordable housing. And I mean I I, I can relate to that. Sure, you can as well. Yes, um, I do think that well it's compared to Tampa I think you should pay, pay a, a premium to live in St. Pete it's a little bit we, we have a little I, I like I you know I'm I'm not saying the whole bay is great but I specifically like St. Pete it just has a certain charm and a personality that and so that kind of drives the prices up too so it's a kind of a good place to live you got a lot of things the development that's happening on the pier like what's going to happen to St. Pete once that pier is done? Yeah, I mean, it's going to make us an object na- nationwide of people are going to come from all over, not only the United States, but all over the world to see our d- vibrant downtown life, our world-class beaches, the Dali Museum. They say we're going to be, Mo, they say we're going to be the uh, the South Beach of the West Coast of Florida. The South Beach of the West Coast? I can you, see that. You I have see to that. see that yeah. pier and what's it going to, yeah. when it's done, it's right. going to just be, I, mean, I can almost see it from my house. But um, I'm definitely excited about the future. What do I need to know about the politics of South St. Pete? Well, one of the biggest problems right now facing Midtown is what they like to refer to it now is the food desert. Are you familiar with that? I am familiar with the food desert. It's been a it's been a topic on this show because I frequent I frequent the South St. Pete area, and um, for most of the people that are living in those areas. The nearest grocery store is several miles. There's no fresh food. There's not the. I go a lot of times. I go to the market, the farmers market, every Saturday. I'll walk down there, and that type of thing is not going. It's not being <laughs> that they're not doing that in Midtown. That's what they're calling it now. Yes, okay. yes, and, and it's one of the biggest problems facing because these kids. And by the way, I should mention my wife, who's a pediatrician, is teaming up with a very wonderful <laughs> woman by the name of Wendy Wesley to fix this problem. Because mm-hmm. what happens is there's a Walmart neighborhood center goes in, move out. Right. Sweet bait moves in. I know exactly out. where you're talking. Tangerine Plaza. That is the middle that that area in that place. It's an old Walmart right now. Yes, and. The first thing I say is, how can a neighborhood thrive and there's not a grocery store in not not one grocery right, store yes, more for, right. for for blocks? And if you don't have a car, you would have to take public transportation. I think the closest grocery store to that area would have to be on Thirty Fourth, 
or 19, Highway 19. Right, it's right. Eh, maybe about a mile or two away from the, I mean, there's so many people living in that area. So it is a food desert. And one in 10 people don't have cards. So it's a real issue. And you know what happens? These kids are getting their meals from Dollar Tree and convenience stores, which these prepackaged foods are causing type 2 diabetes that my wife has to treat. Right. And then also it's keeping poor people even more poor because instead of spending 88 cents for a carton of eggs at Aldi, they're spending $4.50 for a carton of egg at a convenience store. So what's the pl- how do we turn that around? How One do we get food, you know? Great question. One of the leading uh, proposals is what's called a community-owned grocery co-op where members of the community can elect to essentially be part ownership of the store. And Wendy Wesley, if you get a chance uh, look up her work. She's doing some wonderful things. And we need to get these kids fresh avocados and asparagus and broccoli. I agree. I agree a lot. Okay, so um, votehornbeck.com is your website. We're going to take a little break. We'll come back. I have a couple of more questions for you. I want to uh, know a little bit more about your background. And you seem to, you got a lot of energy. You seem to be passionate about St. Pete and, and going after this position. I just want to know, I, when we come back, I want to know where's that coming from and, and you know why you know why should we vote for you? Like, I want to know what it is that uh, it's compelled you to – Get out there and you know, and you want to be a leader and 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 be in the, on the city council. So I look forward to answering those questions. Don't go anywhere. All right. John Hornbeck website is votehornbeck.com. and uh, he's been giving me quite the education of St. Pete during the breaks here. But the uh, I got to ask you the tough questions now. All right, all right. Um, we talked about affordable housing. Food deserts in mid- Midtown St. Pete. We talked about uh, the Rays. Um, I've been really critical of these scooters, man. These electronic scooters. I, all right, and I'm torn because I like the idea of them, but when I go to Tampa, it's almost like they're just. It's it's like litter. They're everywhere. It's like, oh, I'm I'm where I need to be. Just ditch it. They're in the middle of the road. They're an eyesore. They <laughs> they also might be a great solution to. I don't want to quite. There's a lot of places that if I had a scooter, I'd go. But if you say we have to walk, I'm not gonna do it. So what do you think? You know, it's great in theory, just not in practice. And you're absolutely right. People haven't been very responsible with them. They've discarded them. I mean, one of the closest things is New York City, for instance. They have those city bikes through Central Park. And people are very respectful. You don't see those bikes anywhere. But people have been littering, like you said, the scooters. And they're dangerous, too. People have been hurting themselves, hurting other people. Here's the thing. Maybe we you compared it to New York, a place that is... uh, they're more used to having different modes of transits and uh, t- tra- transportation and probably respecting it. Maybe it's something that we could grow into respecting and be able to use. But right now, I'll see a bunch of yahoos on a Saturday night on their own scooters, and they don't know if they want to obey the traffic laws or be on the sidewalk, and they're swerving and doing wheelies. I just see it being a really bad thing. And I think that if you um, if you win, you should only – you have to have a license to have these scooters. You should you should start that and only give them to local celebrities. Yeah, I mean that's something I'd like to look into. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and in some sort of card where you can get uh, what do you think 60 percent off? Uh, so about yeah, fifty sixty percent off. Yeah, and, and make the local residents clean the scooters for the local celebrities. I'd like to there be a local go. ambassador for St. Pete, and I'll just walk around. You guys pay me a couple. Of, yeah, we'll talk money, but um, the city pays me to just. 
how you doing today? I'll just walk the streets of St. Pete and say, how y'all doing? You doing okay? All right. And on, Welcome to St. Pete. On that note, I'm going to need, once you get elected, any calls between you and Kevin to be placed on a private server. Oh, all right. Well, we have to figure well, that out. Well, the sunshine law mandates that it be open. So <laughs> there you go. We are in Florida. Look at him. Yeah, he's already he's a he's a righteous dude. He yeah. wants everything to be by the book. Uh, I don't know. Not corrupt bone in his body. I don't know if I can support you now. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into why you want this job. I mean, you're a local attorney. Um, you, like you said, you, you're you're from St. Pete, born and raised. You've had. You've picked up a couple of endorsements from some pretty uh, popular people. Yeah, let me speak about that. You know, the, probably the biggest endorsement, the thing that matters the most is the guy that's leaving that's term limited, Charlie Gerdes, who couldn't run again if he wanted to. Who does he think's the better candidate? And he chose me to re- to replace him. The mayor just came out and supported Charlie Gerdes's endorsement of me. Right. Both of them stated that they once Charlie Gerdes is gone, there'll be no attorneys on council. And they both strongly feel that there should be an attorney on council. Oh, wow. Okay. And also, one of the things that the mayor commented on, too, that I think is very relevant. So I've lived in that district for over 30 years, and everybody knows that. My opponent ran in a different district in 2017. He did not advance to the primary as one of the top two candidates. So what did he do? Did he wait for his seat to be back open? No. He kept his house, rented a small apartment in my district so that he could run. And the mayor kind of called him out on that and said he has serious concerns about his knowledge and involvement in West St. Pete. Oh, okay. So I guess you're running for office. I know you see things that you would like to have a hand in affecting change and being a part of the the growth of St. Pete for the future. But why run for office? Could you do that from, you know, could you support something else or some other cause? Why do you run for office? Yeah, I mean, and I've done that through my career. For instance, one of my biggest platforms is preserving the environment. In law school, I was co-chair of the Go Green Committee. So you don't need to run for office, but you're in a position where you can really affect the most change. So what a lot of my buddies went to law school to make money. That wasn't my case, SPK. My case was I wanted to be in a position to help people. Excellent, excellent. Once again, when is the election? The election is November 5th. What you can do ahead of time is if you go to votepanelas.com, which is the Supervisor of Elections website, it's very easy to request a mail-in ballot. They'll mail it to you in a couple of days. You fill it out. Make sure you put John Hornbeck for District 1. Then you mail it right back in. Oh, okay. I, I did have a question about your uh, your background and your involvement with youth and, and, and stuff like that. Tell me a little bit about uh, the Youth First initiative. Yeah, so the reason why that is my number one priority is the summer before graduating high school, I had the privilege of I needed to do 50 hours of volunteer work. And I worked. Uh, I volunteered at Walter Fuller Recreational Center, and I ended up doing 250 hours and was awarded the Volunteer of the Year Award by the City of St. Pete. That ended up leading into a staff position uh, the very next summer, paid position, and it was a, it was one of the most glorifying, you know, honors of my life to have these kids, many of which are coming from single parent homes, mm-hmm. look up to me almost like a father. Oh wow. Okay, and um, I guess lastly, now how does this work for city? Is that like a you run non-party affiliation, or you, you like your opponent is a Republican? That's correct. Okay, so I don't know. It doesn't say. Yeah. So, so I, I I just assumed you were a Democrat. Th- that's correct. Okay, I'm a registered right. Democrat. All right. Okay. 
And if I could go back to the um, Youth First Initiative, because yeah. one of the, my biggest platforms, right, is making these affordable. So I had parents that weren't rich, but they afforded to. And what we have is I want to make sure that every kid, despite their socioeconomic background, has access to these wonderful programs. From talking to a lot of the members of my community, they're tired of uh, kids getting uh, stealing their keys or car, you know, and what I want to do is take the kids off the street where their hands are idle and put them into these social and fitness driven programs, social and fitness driven programs. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, we complain about obesity nowadays, but we're letting our kids play on Xbox all day. Go out, play some kickball, some flag football, run around a little bit and also meet new people. So you're talking about organized activities yeah, beyond so, sports. Yeah. The okay. YMCA, our club and, and like, Centers like Walter Fuller, Child's Park for after school and summer camps. Excellent, excellent. All right, John Hornbeck, votehornbeck.com is the website. Hey, thanks for coming in and talking to us. It was an honor. Thank you so much for having me. All right.